Hello everybody, this is James Doyle and welcome to the Lantern Cast, episode 123, I think. Anyway, as you can tell, Jim, Chad and Dan couldn't even be bothered to be here tonight, didn't want to record an episode, so instead, you've got me. you got to listen to my stupid voice. Luckily, not for the whole episode though. It's really weird because Jim said they didn't record anything, but I found these files on the site all the same. I think we might have been having some kind of problem with our flux capacitor or something like that. We seem to have picked up these kind of strange versions of the show. I don't really know where they've come from. But I said, since we don't have an episode this week, I'd put them all together and you guys can decide for yourselves. What 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 is going on here? I don't know. Are Jim and Dan just crazy? Probably. Chad? Obviously. But anyway, have a listen for yourself. Hi everybody, I'm Earth 2 Jim Ford. And I'm Earth 2 Dan Kurtzke. I'm Earth 2 Pants. And this is the Earth 2 Lantern Cast. Episode 52. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you always seem to forget the number. Yeah, well, blame my Earth 2 memory. Yes. So, uh, this Earth 2 episode, we'll be discussing Earth 2 conventions. Yeah, and who better on all of Earth 2, which is where we are, to bring on to help us with that than the one guy that goes to more conventions than we even have. <laughs> Earth 2 pants. Ah, uh, yes. Well, thank you for having me on the uh, the Earth 2 uh, Lantern cast. It's very exciting to be here. <laughs> I'm actually... The next uh, convention I'm going to is the uh, Earth 2 Emerald City Comic Con. So, of course, you oh. get the whole the whole green theme going on up in Seattle. <laughs> that is Earth 2 excellent. We yeah. couldn't have Earth 2 planned it, Earth 2 better. <laughs> yeah, I have my Earth 2 plane ticket and everything. I'll, I'll be there with the Earth 2 CGS booth, and we'll be selling our Earth 2 t-shirts, and uh, it'll be fantastic. I love going to these Earth 2 conventions. It's, it's what I live for. <laughs> That's awesome. Now... Earth 2 Dan, would you have to end up taking an Earth 2 Super Bus or something like that? I would, I would. As, provided it goes to, to Earth 2 Seattle. That's where that is, right? That's correct. You, you, awesome. you, don't, you don't fly? I, I've flown once, once on an Earth 2 plane, and that was to Earth 2 Florida. Um, wasn't, it wasn't bad. I kind of had that moment of, of alright, this is fine, this is fine. Or my entire two family could get wiped out at once. Oh, no, no, this is fine, this is fine. <laughs> no, well, if you want to go to some real big conventions, you've got to get over your fear and go on these Earth 2 planes. I mean, it's just, it's get you just like that. You can be at the Earth 2 Comic Con out in Earth 2 San Diego. That's, that's the place to be. That is the place to be. That is where everybody is, apparently, because you can't get there anymore. Oh, yeah. That's correct. Earth Nobody goes anymore. It's too crowded. Earth 2 tickets keeps Earth 2 selling out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Earth 2 hotel rooms are just crazy. I mean, if you're not careful, you'll be in the Earth 2 streets. <laughs> you need now, to it, uh, Earth 2 lottery to get Earth 2 tickets and uh, the Earth 2 hotel rooms. Oh, man. Didn't, didn't the first wave of Earth 2 tickets sell out in 90, like 90 Earth 2 minutes or something? Yes, they absolutely did. And, you know, if you miss out the first time, there's always the Earth 2, you know, free, not, not freebies, but the leftovers that people just change their minds on. Now, were, were, was the sellouts, the Earth 2 sellouts, <laughs> this, this is harder than it should be. <laughs> now, was, was the Earth 2 sellouts all of the Earth 2 tickets for this convention, or was it just the four-day Earth 2 passes? I believe all of the Earth 2 passes, whether it's a Earth 2 four-day pass, the Earth 2 four-day pass with preview night, the Earth 2 Thursday, the Earth 2 Friday, the Earth 2 Saturday, the Earth 2 Sunday individual days, uh, the Earth 2 military, the Earth 2 baby, they're all they're all gone. They're all gone. Unless folks, you know, decide to turn their tickets, in which case they're just Earth 2 idiots. Wow. wow. The Earth 2 military and Earth 2 baby tickets were all... Well, Earth 2 child, I guess is what they call them, instead of a baby. <laughs> I kind of misspoke there. <laughs> I, I, I just think it's funnier that they actually, you know, would have an Earth 2 baby ticket. 
these angry, angry Earth 2 babies pounding away on keyboards, crying, because they can't go to the Earth 2 convention. <laughs> yeah, but we have Earth 2 New York right, right around the corner. That's true, in Earth 2 October. Yes. Well, I wouldn't say it's around the corner, you know, it's Earth 2, what, like, six months away yet? <laughs> yeah. I bet it's, it's just down the Earth 2 block. Oh, that's true, and then that's, I guess, the second biggest Earth 2 convention behind the Earth 2 Comic-Con. Yeah. In the in the in the United States, of course. You go to the, you go to Earth Two Europe. Oh my God! Just forget about it. Or you've got the Earth Two Angoulême. You've got the Earth Two Luca, and of course the most recent Earth Two London Super Comic Convention with Earth Two Stan Lee. That was fantastic. Oh man, I'm Earth Two jealous. You you should be. I mean, Stan Lee on Earth, Earth Two Stan Lee is just nice as you can possibly want. I mean, you, I was saw him in the elevator, and he was a wonderful guy. Oh, that's awesome. He has laser eyes, though. That's kind of weird. So, at the Earth 2 Emerald City Con, what uh, what are you planning on uh, Earth 2 picking up? Well, it's going to be tough at the uh, the Earth 2 Emerald City Comic Con because, you know, Earth 2 Panther, he's got to watch the Earth 2 CGS booth. He'll be all by his Earth 2 self. You know, he'll be the only person out there from the Earth 2 CGS podcast but, you know, hopefully I'll get away for a few minutes, maybe get an Earth 2, you know, sketch or two, or get some Earth, oh, some Earth 2, you know, sketches, or oh, i got to get some of those, you know, just, I mean, it's the, the artist, the, the list of creators out at the Earth 2 Emerald City Comic Con is just off the hook. I mean, oh, and the, the Earth 2, it's the Earth 2 20th anniversary of the Earth 2 Batman the Animated Series, and, like, they're going to have the voice actors there, you know, Earth 2 Kevin Conroy is going to oh, be there. Oh, man. Oh, Earth 2, Tara Strong, Earth 2, uh, um, Bruce Tim. Forget about it. You know, 20 years. And, oh, I love that Earth 2 show. Wow. So you're the only one going, Earth 2 going? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the only Earth 2 CDS uh, representative going to the Earth 2 Emerald City Comic Con. That is correct. How are, they gonna, how are they expecting you to man an Earth 2 table and do all of your convention goings-on all by yourself? Earth 2. Earth 2. Earth, Earth 2. Well, you know, originally on Earth 2 there was going to be, you know, Earth 2 Brian <laughs> Deemer was going to go out, but Earth 2 Brian Deemer's a little busy, but so I'm going to go out with the Earth 2 CGS, um, you know, stuff, you know, banner, and represent. It, 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 it's it's fun. I love going to the Earth Two convention. It's if I didn't do the Earth Two conventions, I don't know what I'd do here on Earth Two. <laughs> Fan side is about Earth Three, I guess. Oh yes, ah uh, Earth Three. <laughs> but that's, a whole, that's a whole other story. <laughs> hey, Earth Two, Jim. Yeah. Are you still uh, are you still on track to go to the Earth Two Super Wild Pig Con, or is your Earth Two wife's Earth Two pregnancy going to throw an Earth Two wrench into those Earth Two plans? I will absolutely be there. I uh, I actually ordered my Earth Two tickets. Uh, I guess it was yesterday. Uh, I got the Earth Two weekend pass. I don't know that I'll be able to um, Earth Two make it there for, you know, both Earth 2 days. But uh, I will absolutely be there at least one Earth one day. You should definitely be there the day I'm going to Earth 2 be there so I can give you your birthday present from two Earth 2 birthdays ago. <laughs> Which Earth, Earth 2 day are you going to be there? Um, the first one. <laughs> I think Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. The Earth, the Earth 2 Saturday. Well, Earth 2 Saturday is the day to go because there's an after party uh, on the Earth oh, 2 Saturday. the Earth 2 Tavern. That's correct, the after party, and there's going to be Earth 2 Karaoke. I mean, that's, oh, that's great. And the Earth 2 drinks will be flowing freely. Oh. I mean, they're not, they're not free. You have to pay for your Earth 2 drinks. So they're not free. <laughs> no, no, I've been Earth 2 promised. No, 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 no. Uh. But now... Earth 2 Dan, Earth 2 currency does not grow on Earth 2 trees. You don't know. You don't know, Earth 2. <laughs> now, there is one other Earth 2 convention that I will be going to between the Earth 2 Emerald City Comic Con and the Earth 2 Super Wild Pig Show. And, of course, you know, it's the Earth 2 C2E2. Oh, oh my God. Wait, how many twos is that? That's like 
Eleven. That's a lot of twos for the Earth Two C Two E Two, but uh, it's an Earth Two C. It's an Earth Two Chicago. <laughs> Another Earth Two plane out there, and I'll, again, I'll be the Earth Two representative for the Earth Two CGS there. Ah, they're making you do all the Earth Two work. <laughs> no, no, no. Earth, the Earth Two CGS crew doesn't make me do anything. Earth Two pants have Earth Two pants once. He just wants to go to the Earth Two C Two E Two common and you know have a good Earth Two C Earth Two time. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I, is it true that, uh, would you say that the Earth 2 C2E2 um, would be on track to rival, say, you know, Earth 2 New York or Earth 2 San Diego at some point? Um, I believe that's their, their plan. They have it right now at the Earth 2 McCormick Place, which is, I believe, one of the largest convention centers on Earth 2 in the, well, the United States of Earth 2. Um, it's run by the same people who run the Earth 2 New York Comic Con, the Earth 2 Read Exhibitors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a huge convention there, there at the Earth 2 McCormick Place, and there's always room to expand. It's the third year of the Earth 2 C2E2. The second year of the Earth 2 C2E2 was bigger than the first year of the Earth 2 C2E2, and it's, it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. Well, these are, these are on Earth for pretty soon for, this Earth, for the C2E2. <laughs> We'll have to have some sort of crisis of infinite conventions at some point. Oh, that would be awesome. Yes. (sighs) If only we knew someone in all of Earth 2 that looked and owns a a pariah costume. Uh, I think, of course, of the Earth 2 Adam Murdo. Oh, was I Earth 2? I guess I Earth 2 was Earth 2. Yes. (laughs) And here, I, I thought you were going for uh, the Earth 2 Cosmic Treadmill. You saying I am Earth 2 fat? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if the Earth 2 shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you are when we have company, Earth 2. <laughs> I've, I've also thoroughly forgotten what part of speech Earth 2 is. <laughs> I'm Dan Kurtzke. And this is the Lantern Casting Podcast. Episode 39. Episode 39, is that what we're up to? Yeah, yeah, we've been talking about fly fishing in the dark for 39 weeks. <laughs> 39 weeks. So uh, what, uh, what, what topic do we have to discuss tonight? Fly fishing in the dark, just like the last 39, 38 weeks. Yeah, but for those other 38 episodes, we don't actually know anything about fly fishing in the dark. That's because it's fly fishing in the dark. What do you you want from me? Why did we do this podcast? I don't know. I wanted to play video games. You're like, no, no, let's make a podcast where we talk for 39 weeks about fly fishing in the dark. I can't see anything. I can't see anything out there. Well, it's just are you, darkness. Are you, bringing, are you bringing a lantern? Am I bringing a lantern? Yeah, I'm bringing a lantern because I really want to. I'm so interested in what it looks like to fly fish in the dark. <laughs> You know, somebody uh, sent us an email, and they said, it's like, oh, you guys, you know, you're the Lantern Casting Podcast. They said, you know what that title, podcast, sounds like it would be good for? What? Like, a podcast dedicated to Green Lantern. The hell is this? Who is that jerk? Get him on the show right now so we can yell at him. Podcast for Green Lantern. Freaking, I don't care about Green Lantern and his little friends Spider-Man and and Sully from Monsters Day. I don't care, okay? I am I I I I uh, I'm I'm am done with you. I'm done with boats. Okay? I'm done with this whole internet-y thing about fly fishing in the stupid dark for 39 stupid weeks. Have you caught anything? 
I haven't caught anything. Not that I would know, because it's in the goddamn park. I don't do any fishing. I never really thought this was a good idea. You know what would be a good idea for a podcast? What? Anything else. (sighs) (sighs) I'm done with you. I don't even like fish. I'm allergic. (laughs) You're allergic to fish. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you could be, actually. You could be allergic to shellfish. You could be allergic to anything. Apparently, based on our numbers, people are allergic to this show. <laughs> Although I hear, I hear forty is the is that's the sweet spot for weeks of a show before you start getting downloads. I hear forty is the new twenty. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Wait, no, that doesn't. Does that make any? No, that's the complete opposite direction. Forty is the new sixty. I think if you made it worse, actually, maybe it was. Right. <laughs> It was the other way. Maybe it was right the first time. <laughs> maybe maybe you're not supposed to go 20 years. Wait, is it that older is like younger, so older is better? Or I'm not sure. <laughs> 30, is, 30 is the new black? You know what? This is something to contemplate next time you're sitting on a boat in the dark for no reason. <laughs> This skit is horrible. Let's go to the next one. Okay. Hello, everyone. I'm John Godwin. And I'm Corwin Kroll. I'm Mark Marble. And this is the Lanterncast, The Next Generation. Episode 2814. Yes. And today we're going to be talking about the ending to the evil star storyline that Johns has been doing for over 200 issues. I mean, it's just, it's amazing that we've finally gotten to this. I mean, after, after issue 100s, you know, Rage Kitty um, crypto fight that they did with, um, with, um, oh man, what's his name? Um, Alex Ross art. I did not think we would ever get anything as awesome as that was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely. It's just, this is amazing. Johns is just still, still bringing it. I mean, it's just amazing what he's still doing with this, with the, with the property, with the character. I mean, if you really look at it too, it's just he's still just building on things since, since rebirth. I mean, this, this culmination of no evil star shall escape my sight storyline was just like, wow, to think that he'd be behind so many different things. It is interesting, too. I mean, now that you, all the pieces have fallen into place and you actually see, like, his connection to the Black Hand and going all the, back, all the way back to the beginning of the series that started right after Rebirth, that it's pretty interesting when you connect all the dots to see how it's panned out and you don't, when you realize how much of a puppet master Evil Star really was, even related to Black Hand and Necron. So it's actually worked out quite nicely, actually. Yes, Definitely. And then, you know, how Flashpoint and Brightest Day really worked into this storyline. I mean, this this really makes everything, like, in Brightest Day just fit into place. It makes sense. Oh, man. And what about Lady Sticks? I mean, was oh, that man. just, like, completely random? I mean, it and just you, seems so random. And you would think, after all this time, seeing how it become Parallax for, like, the seventh time would get old... <laughs> But the reality is, it, it works so perfectly in this storyline that you don't even realize that you've seen it like six times before. <laughs> yes. Oh, and all the new man. laws the Guardians passed. I mean, I guess that last one, when, when, I, when I got to that page, I was just freaking out. I mean, I could not, I just couldn't even, even guess that they would do that. I'm just, just surprised they came, they came back. I mean... You know, the Lanterns were so independent for such a long time that for them to actually, you know, take the Guardians back, it's just like, uh, this is just nuts. And you would think after all the time that they've been building this up, or, or we were led to believe they forgot about it, the ten new laws of the Guardians, after all this time, like about ten years later, we finally get all ten, and, it, and they all just, and it makes perfect sense, and it was worth the wait. I thought with all these different lanterns they would have been introducing, after a while they'd have to start inventing new colors. But they've, they've really made it work with all the different cores. 
I mean, you know, it's amazing how there's so many rich characters, so many different cores, and it's just, you know, how how it tied into all, diff- you know, 20 different Lantern titles, which just, I mean, I didn't think that I would ever be buying 20 comics a month of one, essentially, series, but all these different cores, it's just, I can't get enough of it. Oh, yeah. And the crossovers make it worth the fact that the fact that you have the the one or two independent issues a year, and then the rest are all crossovers. They just make you want to buy all the twenty titles all the time. You have to not not including the you know shorter runs or the three comic tie-ins or any of that that, that happens every month now. Or the one shots and the miniseries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and zero hour two was just crazy. I mean, Overlord Rainer. I mean, come on. I mean, did you guys see any of that stuff coming? No, Seriously? absolutely no. not. And and it was such a clever, and that was such a clever twist at the end because of the fact, well, towards the end anyway, when pretty much they were, you couldn't figure out what to do with with Rainer, and no one could use his ring because they had reestablished the fact that the ring was tied to his genetic template. And who do they bring back? Carrie Wren after like. Centuries from like like 1999, they bring back Carrie Wren from the Legionnaires time. It's like that was just that was a really great surprise. Well, you know, Johns has always been good at building what was there before, essentially. So, man. And what about those scenes with Nort? I mean, it's just <laughs> that was amazing. I mean, he's he's always been a comedic character, but I mean, this was some of the most like intense. Heart wrenching, just awesome script. I think a, a copy I've ever read. I, I don't know. I think the musical issue was probably a little bit better than that. But come on, with Nort, I mean, who would have ever thought that they were going to put together the a, a second ver- or actually, excuse me, the third version of the new Guardian team, and this time all be animals? When you had Nort and you had Chip and Dexter. And now the crypto has a ring too. I mean, come on, that was that was just perfect. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's been building from you know comic one hundred, like we talked about earlier, and it's just, or yeah, it's just it's amazing. I just I don't know how, and it would just, it would have been nice if if the original Lantern cast members could have been here to hear this. I mean, to read this comic, they just yeah, it's, they they would have loved it. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate now that we've and whoever thought we were going to hit issue. I mean, episode twenty-eight, fourteen of the Next Generation podcast, but it is it is sad that we've come so far, and it's been such a long time since that the tragic events that ha- occurred at the third annual Lantern Con that we know we really don't want we don't like talking about it anymore. And hopefully, somewhere wherever he is, Chad really feels guilty about what he did. But hopefully, right after they got that interview with Jeff Johns, also hopefully he'll hopefully. <laughs> One day he'll find redemption and feel and feel better about what he did to Dan and uh, Jim. Jim. But I don't know. It just it just breaks my heart when I think about it. It's it's okay, Corwin. You don't have to cry. I know. I miss him too. I miss him too. They're with us in spirit. They are. They are. Yes. Yes. In, but, in uh, brightest day and blackest night. <laughs> but you know, hopefully. Their bodies will be recovered one day, and we can pay real homage to them. And we'll find out the true story of what happened, since the only person who was yeah. there other than them was was Chad. And after they pretty much, after he escaped from the asylum while he was dealing with the repercussions of the event, that he never really did tell anybody what happened. And obviously, we'll never know now. That's an interview we'd like to get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, after we've had all these interviews, you know, we've had... Yeah, Ethan Van Skyver, Jeff Johns, I mean, just all the biggest names in Green Lantern Comics, and all the new names that have popped up over the last few years. I mean, we've had everybody. Who who would have thought that that the um, oh man, I can't remember his name now. The uh, God, the Deadpool creator, <laughs> Joe Kelly. No, no, the other one. Oh, Rob Liefeld. Sorry. Yeah, who would have thought Rob Liefeld would become the name to go to in Green Lantern of the last few years? I totally didn't see that one coming, especially since his art has actually evolved. I mean, he's changed his art style so completely from the nineties. Yeah, and the uh, and and the you know the the Green Lantern named Soul uh, S O you know L E that's made of all feet. 
<laughs> who, who thought you could love a Green Lantern made of feet? But mean, when you that's, that's a signature character. But when you're wearing the power ring on your middle toe, I mean, come on, that's just perfect. Yeah. It just works so perfectly. I mean, you just have you just have to you just have to roll with it. And it's catchphrase kicking butt in all galaxies. <laughs> it's amazing. One, one step at a time. One step. Uh, I, I was really worried when he came on the book and gave Guy Gardner all those pouches, but he's he, he's definitely grown. Yes. Um, but yeah, just I mean I, I can't believe how awesome this Evil Star saga worked out. I mean I don't think I'll ever read anything this good again. This is this was the definitive moment in comics for me. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. Hi, everybody. I'm Jim Ford. I'm Dan Kersky. And this is the PlanterCast. Episode 2814. Yes, we have quite a bit to talk about this episode. Uh, basically, how to maintain the greenness of your lawn and your flowers. Uh, we're going to start us off with a, an email that we got from one of our listeners, Chad Bokelman. He writes in, Hi guys, I listen every week. You guys are great. I have a question. I've worked really hard on my garden, and it was really looking amazing. And then all of a sudden, they turned black last night. I'm wondering why that happened, and how to make them rise again. Now, uh... Now, Dan, I know you were you were thinking about this, but I, you know, I was I was really thinking hard, and I was wondering what could possibly have done this. And honestly, I think plant vandals savaged your flowers with acid. I think uh, you know somebody they may not have even been doing it purposely. Like a lot of people don't realize that when you pour soda into like a garden. Well, the plants are, you know, drinking that soda right up, and soda is a really caustic acid. So, you know, if, if that is the case, then all you have to do is neutralize it. You know, go with a little uh, baking soda, that should uh, neutralize the acid, and, uh, you know, that should make your flowers rise again. Did you come up with any other, like, alternatives, Dan? No. Okay. <laughs> like you think my idea was clearly the best possible solution? Well, I think it's it's well enough. I mean, you know my go-to answer, which is just burn the whole thing, salt the earth so nothing can grow again, and move. Start fresh. New neighborhood, new life, new plants. Well, I mean that's that's all fine and good. I I guess you decided to take out the part where you piss on the ashes. Yeah, I mean, look. If I'm doing all that, I don't exactly have a lot of time for planned urination, okay? If it happens, it happens, but I'm not going to wait around for it. Because, look, a fire that big, it's going to attract attention. Well, that's why you piss on the ashes to help put out the fire. Yeah, but if people are already coming because of the fire... Look, who has done this 13 times? Me? Yeah, me. Not you. Me. So don't you be giving me advice on how to do something that I've done 13 times and you have done less than 13 amounting to zero. Okay? Well... You just go and weed your dealies or whatever it is you do, and I will look for a good neighborhood with a nice school district. So, Chad, I uh, hope that helps. Um, you know, that's your, <laughs> your official answers from us official planterologists. What the hell? That's not even a word. Don't you mean botanist? <laughs> but botanist? What? What the hell is a botanist? What did? Did you even go to school? Or uh, yeah, uh, I completed all five grades. Oh well, there you go. Not necessarily five sequential grades, or. <laughs> In the right order, but you oh, did it, not slugger. In the right order. <laughs> you did it, slugger. Oh, and they were all the same one. Hi, everybody. I'm Jim Ford. I'm Mark Marble. 
And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 2814. All, All hail, hail our Chromag Overlords. Overlords. Okay, so we have a a very special show today, you know, because you know that we're all really, you know, big fans of Green Lantern. So uh, we have a, a guest that's going to be uh, coming on. His name is Quinn Mallory, and uh, he writes Green Lantern fan fiction. And uh, ha- have you read some of this, Mark? I've only read very little of it so far. I've heard good things about it, but I really haven't had a chance to read a lot of his stuff. I've read some other fan fiction, but supposedly his stuff's really, really creative. You know, like, the, the titles alone are, you know, enough to kind of draw you in. You know, he, he came up with like, this one story, uh, Green Lantern Rebirth. It, like, completely revamps, you know, Hal Jordan's character, brings him back from the dead. Uh, that that one was, was really cool. Uh, he's got another one, uh, Sinestro Core War. Wonder, I mean, d- doesn't even even make sense on the surface, but supposedly, it, you know, from what I've heard and what, you, what you, you've told me off, you know, between podcasts, that it's really interesting. The, but the idea of Sinestro actually having people following him and them all having be, there being more than one yellow ring at a time, I mean, that's seems like a hard sell, but. If it's good, it's good. I mean, yeah, like, we've been basically, you know, we've usually uh, always been reading Green Lantern under the premise that, you know, the Green Ring just works on green energy. But uh, he actually, like, his stories, his fan, it's, you're talking about fan fiction, but the concepts are so, like, you know, so high, high level He's he's saying that the green is like you know condensed willpower energy, and you know the, the Sinestro core operates with pure fear, uh, and that really comes to a head in another story that he wrote called the the Blackest Night. What, and what is that about? I mean, obviously they take it from the oath, but what what could they do? What, what I mean, what could he do with that? That that would be like you knew or. Well, I mean, you're looking at a full spectrum of of different lanterns, like the star, you know, the star sapphires, those you know horrendously bad <laughs> villains from back in the day. He he revamps them so that they're their own core with own, their own rings and stuff like that, and this blue orange, it's like a rainbow out there. It's an interesting concept. I don't, I, I don't. In real continuity or in the regular books, I don't think people would really buy that. It doesn't seem like uh, it's something – seems like it's too much of a radical change, but it's certainly very creative. Yeah, definitely, and uh, and that's why we decided to have him on. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't have on a lot of people that, you know, want to do fan fiction, but, I mean, this is really just extremely, you know, well thought out, well written. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Quinn Mallory. Yeah, this is the Beige Lantern cast. I think the Beige Lantern should get a little more play in the Lantern comics. You're listening to the Red Lantern cast, and I'm Jim Ford. This episode, I'll be reviewing the latest issue of Red Lanterns, and I brought on a few guests to help out. Let me start by saying I hated it. It made me angry reading it. Next up, we have Jason Grice from the Orange Lantern cast. What did you think, Jason? You expect me to just give you my thoughts on this issue. Terrific. Now, Corwin Kroll from the Sinestro Court cast. I'm afraid I didn't read it because Sinestro wasn't in it. Awesome. Now, James Doyle from the Green Lantern cast. I'll say this. It was a comic. It was drawn by an artist and written by a writer. Aside from that, it didn't really elicit an emotional response from me. I figured as much. Mark Marble from the Blue Lantern cast, your thoughts? I feel the creative team did their best, and I hope it will get better. I can't find anyone to agree with me. John Godwin from the Indigo Tribe cast, can you help me out? I feel for you, Jim. Thanks. Rachel Langford. From the Star Sapphire cast? 
I loved it. I bet you did. How about you, Dan Kuritsky, from the Black Lantern cast? I just want this book to die already. And to close us out, Chad Bokelman with the White Lantern cast. I bet you'll have some uplifting statement that will just make me angry. Nah, not really. I'm with Dan on this one. I kind of wanted the book to die, too. And now, another installment of Dr. Seuss Across the Universe. I am Thal, I am Thal, no less, no more, that is all. I am Thal, Thal I am. Will you eat green eggs and ham? Will you eat them, Thal I am? Will I eat green eggs and ham? I will not eat green eggs and ham, I will not eat them, Thal I am. What of yellow, what of yellow? Certainly you aren't afraid the flavor's too mellow. What of yellow, Thal I am? What about yellow, eggs and ham? I'm afraid not, says Thal I am. I'm afraid I do not like yellow eggs and ham, and I will not eat green eggs and ham, I will not eat them, Thal I am. What's of blue? What's of blue? I really hope that blue will do. What about blue, Thal I am? What about blue eggs and ham? All will be well, says Thal I am. You hope that I will like blue eggs and ham. I'm afraid not, says Thal I am. I'm afraid to not like yellow eggs and ham. And I will not eat green eggs and ham. I will not eat them, Thal I am. What about indigo? What about indigo? Certainly you know all about indigo. What about indigo, Thal I am? What about indigo, eggs and ham? I pity you, I do. I pity you, it's true. But there is no way they'll eat that mix of purple and blue. All will be well, says Thal I am. You hope that I like blue eggs and ham? I'm afraid not, says Thal I am. I'm afraid I do not like yellow eggs and ham. And I will not eat green eggs and ham. I will not eat them, Thal I am. What a violet, what a violet. You surely will love it, if only you'll try it. What about violet, Thal I am? What about violet, eggs and ham? I do not love them, says Thal I am. I do not love violet eggs and ham. I pity you, I do. I pity you, it's true. But there's no way they'll eat that mix of purple and blue. All will be well, says Thal I am. You hope that I like blue eggs and ham? I'm afraid not, says Thal I am. I'm afraid I do not like yellow eggs and ham. And I will not eat green eggs and ham. I will not eat them, Thal I am. What about red? What about red? You heard what I said. What about red? What about red, Thal I am? What about red? Eggs and ham. Ugh, the anger inside me burns like a fire. I've said all along I have no desire. I hate red eggs and ham. I hate them all, says Thal I am. I do not love them. Stop this madness, pretty please. Give them all to me, says Larflees. I want them all, and orange too, all for me and none for you. I'll eat them separate or combined, just as long as you know they're all mine. That concludes this episode of Dr. Seuss Across the Universe. Tune in next time for Dexstar in the Hats. All right, let's get into some news. As always, if you want to comment on anything, you can reach us at novacast at gmail.com. Nova is going to be in a digital exclusive comic. Uh, It's going to be titled Avengers vs. X-Men Infinite Number 1. And it's the opening salvo of Marvel's line of infinite comics, in air quotes, that they're designing specifically for tablets and smartphones. Uh, it'll be written by Mark Wade, drawn by Stuart Immonen. Uh, you can get it on the Marvel Comics app, or it comes free when you buy a print copy of Avengers vs. X-Men number one. And this is, of course, the new Nova, Sam Alexander. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know, I I might have to read it, you know, just for uh, the cast, but I don't know, I'm still pissed off about what they did to Richard Ryder. But, I mean, I mean, come on, like, I liked Richard as much as you, or as much as anybody, I'm doing this show, I mean, come on. I mean, but, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so, I don't think you do. Think you're I mean, a fake Richard Ryder fan? Oh, um, listen. All right, I full. I admit, I have said over and over again. Okay, that I'm much more into the concept of the Nova Core than I am into any individual Nova. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I grew up reading Richard Ryder stories, but like at the same time, he was kind of the only game in town. Where now there's so many other Novas. Like, remember they gave Ego. They gave Ego, the living planet, a Nova helmet for a while. Don't you want to read a comic about a giant planet who's a face that has a giant helmet on? Come on. 
And now we got this new guy, Sam. He, he, the possibilities are endless. This could be like, this could be awesome. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, that's like, I definitely want to read about, you know, the, the core and everything like that, but there should still be a place for Richard Ryder. I mean, you know, to to do what they did to him, it, it was like, I don't know. I, I feel like he's just, like, being brushed aside where they could have really just, you know, given him another position instead of just making way for the new. This isn't going to lead to another one of your famous Marvel boycotts, is it? You know... It, it might, but honestly, I have to say what they did, what they're doing with this uh, this Infinity line, um, where if you buy the Marvel X Men vs Avengers comic, you get like a completely different digital comic for free. That that's that's impressive. I, I mean, that's a really interesting move. I mean, like because you know you, I'm such a big Marvel fan. I was going to get that anyway. Um, and, you know, I, I have been really pissed off about what they did with Nova, but I don't know. Maybe this is something that might get me, you know, you know, spark my interest again in what they're doing currently with Nova. Yeah, plus they are, I mean, the details are still kind of vague in terms of technical specs, but they do seem to be doing, or at least starting to do what I've wanted to see a publisher do, <clears throat> which is somehow format a comic from its inception up to be read on a screen, on a device, as opposed to just taking a print comic, scanning it, and slapping it into an iPad or something, where, you know, it kind of works, but it doesn't really, or on an iPhone or whatever kind of phone, where you have to chop it off panel by panel, and that's not really how it was meant to be read. And this time, they're they're uh, they're making the comic with the format in mind. So I'm I'm very curious to see what that looks like. I hope it's not loaded up with stupid gimmicks or anything. I'd just like <laughs> just make it a good reading experience. Yeah, yeah. I I don't need I don't need sound effects. I don't need like you know little things moving or. I don't even need word balloons, like, popping up as I'm reading. Because, like, honestly, how do you judge how fast somebody is going to read a panel? But, you know, if they're designing it for the shape of a tablet, like, that's something that that I'm interested in. That's something where you're not going to have to worry about, like, two-page spreads, which, you know, have to get squeezed down to the point where you can't make out all the details, and then you kind of, like, got to blow it up but move the page around. Because uh, that's that's basically where we're at, you know, right now. So, you know, this the, the new the new line, I'm definitely, you know, I'm interested in seeing what they do with the, um, the medium. Yeah. It's, isn't it kind of exciting that Nova's kind of the trailblazer for this, too? You know, he's, he's rocketing off into the digital age of comics. Rocketing off. Rocketing. He's a human rocket. See what I did there? <laughs> and it, they, they're they being cryptic because AVX is just starting up. But uh, there was some kind of passing comment of how, you know, it's... We have plans for Nova. And, you know, it's no coincidence he's showing up right at the beginning of this uh, this summer event. So who knows? Maybe maybe we'll get a new Nova ongoing out of this. Maybe it'll be digital only. Hmm. Well, you know what they can do to uh, to make me happy with, uh, with the Nova <laughs> comics. Yes, well, it's certainly not this next piece of news, because Nova's coming to television, and yes, it is Sam Alexander. Oh, come on! <laughs> oh, you did. You, oh, yeah, because they're not going to support their new character in other mediums or anything. Ser- seriously? He's well. It's not. We're not going to get Nova the TV series or anything. Uh, he's going to be part of the cast of the new Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon series on Disney XD. 
along with characters like Iron Fist, Luke Cage, White Tiger, Nick Fury, okay. I'm sorry, Samuel L. Fury, I should say, and of course, Spider-Man. And yeah, I think that starts up in about a month, so that should be interesting. Okay, I, you know, that's that's somewhat dealable. I mean, if they made, if they just like all of a sudden started up a brand new Nova TV show, which I, I probably would have heard about at this point. <laughs> How would we miss that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, oh god, that would that would really grind my gears. Yeah, I think Jeff Loeb is uh, is writing some of it or producing or some he's involved with the show in some way and he kind of expects Nova to be one of the breakout characters on that show so <laughs> who knows maybe Sam Alexander will get so popular through the cartoon they'll never bring Richard Ryder back <laughs> <laughs> Dan Kurtzky I curse your name forever <laughs> yeah I'm eternal yeah <laughs> Okay, well, that's all the files anyway, so I guess that's it for this week's episode. Um, write into us at lanterncast.gmail.com and let us know what you think was going on here. What the hell is up with all these strange recordings? I don't know. I just don't know. And, well, I was going to say Jim would probably read them out in the episode, but that won't happen. More likely Dan might, Chad maybe, but Jim will probably just forget. Especially if you leave a voicemail. Don't count on that. You can leave a voicemail 708 lantern but it probably won't get played, because Jim's too lazy. But usually Dan and Chad are there, and they can normally, you know, bully him into submission and make him play some wonderful, wonderful feedback from all the fans. Or, maybe not fans, listeners, anyway. But yeah, so they'll be back next week, hopefully with more. Now, hopefully they'll actually record an episode, which would be nice, rather than me having to find all these random files and put them together me doing all the work them just sitting down sitting around doing nothing oh it's terrible anyway i'm gonna go find some kangaroos to fight see you soon I know you better than he does. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, um, you call, call me in the studio tonight, doing some uh, stuff in the studio. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, studio stuff. That's awesome. I wish we had a studio to do stuff in. But I want like a room with a table, basically, is what it is. Oh, <laughs> rub it in. God. <laughs> <laughs> you have a table? Yeah, I'm on the... It's a round table, too. I'm on the floor right now. <laughs> <laughs> I strap everything to the ceiling. <laughs> I, I feel like we should. Ke- I should keep your pregnant wife away from you, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, she already knows better. Um, so, so, Jim, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> okay, so... Um, Chad was supposed to come up with a, uh, a plot and uh, and directions and whatnot, and um, he didn't. And, okay. he's, and he's not even here. <laughs> yeah, he basically said, sorry guys, I have nothing and I won't be there for anybody to yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we actually, we had a couple of uh, things that we had planned, um, so if you're up for it, <laughs> we we had an idea for a skit. Um, okay. 
It's, uh, we're calling it the Earth 2 Lantern Cast. Alright. Um, it's basically us just, you know, BSing about whatever, except in, in front of everything we say Earth 2. So, you okay. know, like I introduced myself as Earth 2 Jim Ford, you know, Earth 2 Dan Kurtzke, this is the Earth 2 Lantern Cast. You know, so I was reading Earth 2 Green Lantern, you know, issue 6 the other day. Basically everything you talk about just put Earth 2 in front of. Okay. <laughs> so I, I'm Earth 2 Pants? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess it would be pretty funny if you were Earth 1 Pants, but for the sake of the skit. <laughs> yeah, like, I got, I, I just put my Earth 2 pizza in the Earth 2 refrigerator. Yes, that yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah. we're hoping this will be so stupid people laugh at it. <laughs> Okay, that's the angle you're going for. All right. Yeah, that, that's the angle. <laughs> oh, Dan, Dan, he thinks we have angles. <laughs> I know this is going great. <laughs> oh man, we should actually just record this as the skit. This will be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be light years better than the actual skit. Yeah. Um. You're starting. Oh yeah, really? I mean. Do we have anything, like, we don't even have, oh, God. No, no, we don't. We have pants. That's what we have. <laughs> we have pants and no ideas. Um, pants, entertain us. <laughs> Professionalism out the window. <laughs> out the Earth 2 window. Oh, out the Earth 2 window. What word of my manners? <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I literally think this will be better than the actual skit. <laughs> That's a positive go-to spirit you guys have. Yeah, um, and professional professionalism out the window. Like, we never really started with professionalism. It was never here to go out any windows. <laughs> <laughs> 